Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Excited this week, we have our guest star, Greg Foote, joining us, and we're going to be talking about time management. Excited to jump in. All right, guys, well, we're back. Excited to be recording again. As far as like the world of recording podcasts, it's been a minute since we've sat around down the table. It has. Made made this happen, but yeah. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Ethan Taylor with a longer haircut this time. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm growing out my hair, apparently. I, I it wasn't planned. It just started happening, and then mm. I haven't gone and gotten a cut yet. Yeah. So. Well, we were talking before this that the only reason it's around is because Kim likes it. Kim Kim doesn't mind the long hair, so we're <laughs> we're keeping it as long as we can. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then we also have joining us across from the table from me is Pastor Greg Foot. Yo yo. Ooh. I feel like there should have been clapping or some, I'll, some yeah. sound effect. I, it's there. funny. I always say, "Oh, we'll add it in the post," and then I, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I never do. Or the, the, the crowd time. noise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yep. So here's typically what we do. Uh, we got a list of questions that we kind of walk through together. But before mm. we do that, I always have an opening question that all of us have to answer. Mm. Uh, so the first question is this: I'm curious, um, what is your favorite season? So we have four, to my knowledge. What is your favorite season and why? And so as you guys are thinking, I've been thinking about this question personally, so I'll answer All right, you first, go. okay? You go. Uh, so my favorite season, I think, is summer, but it's still up for a little bit of debate because summer's crazy for, yeah. for uh, ministry-wise. We go on different trips, and things get crazy in that way. Uh, but I love being outside, love kayaking, yeah. love being in the... Being by the water, all that fun stuff. So, heck yeah, summer's got to be one of my favorites. It's good times in the summer. Yeah, who's next? Who's got the next? I one? know if you don't. Go ahead. All right, I I'd have to say, classic answer. I feel like this is a very common answer, but fall. I love the fall time uh, for many reasons. I love the fall flavored lattes at Nervous Dog, especially if you're <laughs> looking for a good one. It's the apple pie and the bonfire. Those are two of my favorites. But one of my favorite things, I was actually doing it earlier today because we have a bunch of wood that we brought to the rental. And my parents and I are staying at, and so I was chopping wood for like a couple hours today. And that's one of my favorite things. And like, I think about chopping wood, I think about fall time in the woods. Make a little, you know, campfire, cook up some s'mores, hanging out, like the smell of like the leaves and everything. Oh, it's just some oh, I'm getting all excited now. <laughs> I love the cooler weather. I love wearing a sweater and oh no doubt. No doubt. That's fair. Uh, so that's that's mine. Lumberjack Garrett. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, um I'll uh I'll say spring. Um because winter for me is a bummer because it's so cold. Yes. Um snowy here in Ohio. But I like the spring because I'm a huge uh, baseball fan, and that always means spring training and yeah. spring baseball in warmer weather. And so I also enjoy just a lot of, like, you get excited from being inside, being cooped up in, at wintertime. And so spring allows us to get out and move. And so yeah. I enjoy spring. Well, I'm curious. You're a big baseball guy. Have you ever been down to Arizona for spring training? Right? Not yet. That's on my list. That's on your list? Okay. That's one thing I've I've always wanted to do. So yeah, it'd be fun. I was thinking about having this as our first question, opening question, but I realized I couldn't answer it because I'm not a sports guy. But like, <laughs> out of all sports teams, all uh, different types of sports, Greg, I think I could answer this for you. But I'm curious, like, what's your favorite sports team? Oh, um, so yeah, I I enjoy the Cleveland Cleveland baseball, Cleveland Guardians, as they're going to be called, mm, Cleveland so, yeah. Guardians. I love, I've always loved them. My, uh, my grandma introduced me to them when I was a little boy, and I've followed them ever since. I got you. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we're, we're jumping into this conversation on time, yeah. and I 
right before we were rolling the podcast or uh, recording, I told you, Greg, that you are the, the you are the one that I always went to uh, when I was 19, first started working here at the church and was like, hey, I am struggling to manage my time. <laughs> I have no idea how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm always running out of time. And I've realized more and more that it's not that I'm running out of time, especially since I was single then. And then you <laughs> you have kids, you're in seminary, you're yeah. working full time here. And uh, time is a big thing on how we manage it, how we figure that out. And so yeah. uh, that's why I want to have this conversation, just the three of us. But why don't we start with uh, this question? So it seems like one of the uh, things that I hear everybody talk about is busyness. Like, I'm always busy. Do you think... I'll pitch it to the the three of us in here. Do you think busyness is a value of our culture? And why would it be if it is or why not? I mean, I think the busyness is almost like a catchphrase. Like we almost say we're busy just to kind of have the the status of, so what are you doing? I'm so busy. And so we say that Mm -hmm. so much and it almost, people just think, oh, well, I guess everybody's busy. So therefore we are. And we're so good at cramming so many things into a small amount of uh, time. And so I think, yeah, busy business, busyness is a value, but I think we almost use it as a, um, a crutch because we say it so much. Yeah. A catchphrase and a crutch. I like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're right. You think within that there's almost even a, uh, there, I I think there's, I've seen it a lot as like a status thing, like a, Man, that dude's—he's always so busy. I mean, he's running from that meeting to that meeting to that whatever. To, and I feel like sometimes somebody says, "Man, I'm just so busy." You know, try to get in on my schedule, bro. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it can almost be like, oh, like the farther up the chain you get, you know, whatever the chain is, is like, oh, then the busier you get. So the, you know, there's this thing like the more busy you are, the higher up the scale you are. Huh. That's what that's something that I've kind of seen, especially among my generation. I feel, I guess, our generation, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I'm lumping you in with the youngins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost uh, a badge of busyness. I've heard it put that way. Mm-hmm. Of like, um, yeah, exactly what you're saying is you get more status or you get more clout, clout. Uh, yeah. as people say, if the busier you are. Yeah. What? Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Like, what do you think busyness is a good thing, a bad thing, uh, just a thing? Like, how would you? What, what do you guys think there? I mean, and I think for it can be a good thing. It's just a matter of how you say it. So, like, if you talk about I'm busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Well, then, well, what, what are you busy doing? Well, you start listing of the things that you're busy doing. If it's productive things, well, then just maybe just say what you're doing as opposed to saying busy. Just saying, well, I've, I'm, you know, running the kids here, or I've, mm. I've got this going on at school, or I'm starting a new job, and so I got a lot of things going on, mm. as opposed to just saying I'm busy. Well, what'd you, what'd you fill your time with? Well, I uh, was gaming for a while. <laughs> I was cruising social media. I went to the bar for a little bit. Like you're not necessarily a good busy. Um, so just how to manage that busyness. So claim, instead of just saying busy as a catchphrase, just mm. say, hey, this is what I'm doing and why. Yeah. Actually mm. mapping out like your time, you start to see, oh, I was doing this for two hours. I didn't realize I wasted two hours on that. Or... Oh, yeah. Going down the rabbit hole of YouTube, it's crazy. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's yes. Easy. easy to do. Oh, yes. Heck, yeah. Mm. Um, so I feel like this is a question I've asked. I've heard a lot of people ask this is 
how do how do you find balance in life between work, between relationships, serving, spending time with God, like all of the life things that you have, the categories mm-hmm. in which you can lump life into? How do you find the perfect balance? How would you answer that question, Greg? I'm looking to you. Yeah, I mean, I think it just every season is different because when I was, you know, 20 in college, my balance of time was different than now that I'm 40 and married and kids. And then even um, when I got early married and then married with a baby, married with, you know, toddlers and then having teenagers in the house. So every phase, like you have to almost readjust. Mm -hmm. And there's some things that are tried and true of like, you know, like for me personally, there's some things I know that if I don't do, um, my life gets out of whack. And so it's just certain disciplines like, I got to spend time with Jesus on a regular basis. Otherwise I be, I think I'm God and that's, that's a bad place to be mm-hmm. or I think I can do it on my own. And so it's like starting out there and even like physical disciplines. Like I know if I'm not eating right, um, that, that affects a lot of things I do. So it's just looking at the phase of life I'm in and, and especially when you get married, talking to your spouse and doing like having that conversation together, because if I tried to do something beyond like what Shannon thinks, she's my wife. Like that's just never going to work. And so just being in step with each other helps us out too. Yeah. Do you think there's a part of that? I think kind of jump back to the past question of like kind of business being a good and a bad thing. Is that kind of like weeding out? Like, I guess, is there a way that you can even like look and say, Hey, this, um, this aspect of my life, this thing that I do is either good or bad. Like, and does that, I'm guessing that changes between those different seasons like you're talking about. Oh yeah. I think it totally does. Like the things that were important to me as, um, when I was 20 are not important to me now. You know, if I, if I could think of some specific, but I remember even like I work with students. And so the things that some of the students talk about that you're, that (laughs) to them is like life and death. And you're going, Oh man, I I remember it was life and death when I was a junior in high school. But, and at this side of graduation and going, okay, it's just all a matter of what phase of life you are. And, um, but but there's certain disciplines you have to put in your life. Otherwise, um, life will just steamroll and you have to um, make sure those are in step with what you're doing on a regular basis. Uh, you made a comment in there that made me think of a question that is not on here. Uh-oh. So. Off the script. <laughs> We're going off script here. Uh. Um, so when it comes to... So you talked about this side of graduation, kind of looking back, you're like, oh, th- those things didn't matter as much as I thought. That one test didn't matter. Uh, what about in your 20s? Like, what are some things you look back on in your 20s when it comes to maybe time or things that you put a lot of emphasis on? Yeah, I think especially when, when I was young, I wanted to, um, you know, make myself known. And so like, I wanted to almost have the status of, as a, as a uh, middle-aged man, like, uh, cause you have no experience as a 20 year old. And mm-hmm. so when you're around all the interviews, you're having interviews and they're like, what kind of experience do you have? And you're like, I don't have any, that's why I wanted to get a job. Yeah. And that would always frustrate me because I wanted to say, I can do the job you're asking me to do. I just don't have the experience, but if you can give me right. the experience. And so for me, it was always like the, the, in the twenties, it was almost kind of like just embracing the fact of, yeah, I don't have the experience, but if I had the passion and drive to sell it saying, I want to get the experience and, and, uh, and go that route. I think that's, that was a big one for me. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Greg, what do you think, uh, between working with students yourself, uh, you have two teenage kids, 
Um, and then you've gotten to hang out with young adults at different points. Uh, what are some great time eaters right now? Like what are things maybe we don't think about or that you eat away at our time? I mean, obviously, I mean, I can say this, obviously social media world. I mean, that, that's a time eater because you don't ever expect to be on a social app for very long. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was half hour, hour of my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you don't mean to, it's, it can go, go awry. So that's the big one, social media. Um, and even TV, YouTube, Netflix. Oh, just one more, one more show. Cause the series don't come out one at a time unless <laughs> Disney plus, yeah. but it's like, you can watch the whole series. And I, so just being cautious of putting a limit, we're going to watch two episodes today and that's it. Like my son and I were watching, um, this series recently and I said, buddy, we, we can't do this. We can binge the whole, this whole series. It was like 10 episodes. I said, we're going to yeah. do no more than two at a time. Yep. And it sounds weird. It's like, well, why didn't you do all 10? Well, it's my time's worth it. So, um, taking two at a time. Yeah. I think about that. Uh, I, Kimmy and I go back and forth. Um, I might suggest, Hey, let's watch a movie. And then she's like, I don't want to spend the time to watch a movie. Mm. And yet three episodes later of a show that we're watching, we're like, wow, we spent longer watching this show than we did watching a movie. Yeah. It's just funny the way we can almost trick ourselves or deceive ourselves in that way. Mm. Um, how would you respond to somebody who feels like they don't have a ton of time right now? And especially uh, maybe when it comes to their relationship with God, they're like, oh, I don't have a ton of time to spend or invest in my relationship with God. Well, one thing that um, I, when I, when I had those thoughts that run through my head, it's, I mean, it sounds silly, but you get a piece of paper out and you look at what you do throughout your week. Mm. And so you can see where, where's my time going. And, and it sounds crazy, but you even document when you eat, when you sleep, I mean, when you getting ready in the morning, add, add all that up. And then it's like, look at the pockets of time. If literally every moment is eaten up, then you need to evaluate what you're doing. But I, I can guarantee we can always find pockets of time. We just need to make it, um, make it a priority. Hmm. I feel like that's something that I really struggle with sometimes is like that feeling of like, oh, I actually have the time to go and and read a book that I need to. Um, But like kind of jumping back to what we were even talking about earlier, like that idea of like, oh, I'm binging this show on Netflix and stuff. It's like, you know, I like what you talked about, like, you know, I I usually can sit down and binge like all of Loki and I really (laughs) want to because it's really good. Yeah. But... Um, but Disney Plus made it come out once every week, one episode. But see, this is the thing. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna be very vulnerable. Where I waited, my buddy and I would do this thing with those shows. We actually wait till they're all out. Wow! Try okay. to run away from all the spoilers and then binge binge it. And now I'm starting to think I'm like, well, there's something nice to like watching an episode and then having the suspense of waiting a week. Yep. You know, so heck. If you want a good reason to wait, build suspense for the next show. So if you watch this one tonight, be like, hey, I got suspense all day tomorrow. Like, what's going to happen in the next one, you know? Yeah. Instead yeah. of just getting to it right away. Yeah. yeah. So I I have a quote here that kind of goes along with what you were saying. And I can't remember who said this quote, so I can't give props to that person. So if that person's listening, this quote's for you. Um, it says this, stop saying I don't have the time because the truth is I do. Instead, start saying I'm not going to make the time. Mm. So I always thought that was a good, it's huh. like, I don't have the time. Well, just stop saying, because you do have the time, just stop saying, because you just have to make the time. Hmm. So I don't know who said that quote, but props to the person who did. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
when I think about time, I, I forget who. <laughs> this might be another quote that I forget who. See? I don't know. It's a more of a word picture than anything. But you think about, you probably heard of that, the jar. And if you put a ton of rocks in there and you got the big rocks and the little rocks. And if you put the little rocks in and then try and fit the big rocks in on top, you won't be able to do it. But if you've put the big rocks in and then put the little rocks in afterwards, you'll be able to fit all the rocks into the jar. It's the idea of like what's priority. The The bigger rocks are priority, so I'm going to put those in first, and then the smaller things go in after that. Um, yeah. One time I, I did the illustration, and the jar broke. Oh, no. Did you really? Yeah, because so, I was like, look, at you can put all this, the big rocks, and then the little rocks, and then I was going to put sand and water, and all of a sudden the, the glass jar goes, pink. Oh, <laughs> that, that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you broke time and space, Greg. <laughs> time <laughs> is broken. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. man. It's, a, it's a great picture for sure. That's awesome. All, all that makes me think about, and I think this is something I'm still learning and something that I feel like I'm constantly being told about is like learning what to say yes to and what to say no to. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like that's like the hardest thing. And it's interesting. I found, um, cause I have the pleasure of getting to work with some students as well in like the high school realm. And, and some of them live crazy lives and I don't get it, but then there's some of them, they're like, Oh, well we can do this or do that this time. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, but no, I just not happen. I, I can't do it. And they're like, what the heck? And they don't think they realize like there's sometimes like, and I, I didn't realize either until I'm at this point, you know, I'm only 21, but I feel like as I've gotten older in life, it's like, wow. Yeah. My time's continually Like it feels like every year I'm just like, Oh, there's another thing. There's another thing. And then you're constantly having to ask that question. Like you're talking about, like, as you walk through these seasons of like, okay, then you get married and then you have kids and then you have a full-time job. You're trying to get your master's degree. It's like, you have more and more things to learn. Okay, what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Mm-hmm. And there's, you'll always be, I feel like, saying no more than yes. Mm. Yeah, and but the hard thing is, as a 20-year-old, 20, young adult, is you want to get that experience, and so yeah. you're saying yes to everybody. Yeah. But then you go back and going, man, I just, I am running so fast right now because right. I've said yes to have all these experiences, and then you're going like, woo! And so, yeah, it's learning that balance. It's mm. huge. It's a lifetime thing. I'm I'm still learning that yeah. at oh, my yeah. age. Oh yeah, yeah. I it had to have been one of our conversations in your office, or maybe a TED talk that I listened to. I'm sure it's not original with me, but uh, one principle I started realizing, uh, probably my early earlier twenties, which I still am in, but uh, twenty one or so, uh, I started realizing like if I'm involved in everything, then I'm going to be invested in absolutely nothing. Like. I can say yes, 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 and then I give, I do half work to each one of those projects rather than going, okay, I'm going to invest my time into a select few certain things. Talk to me, Greg, about um, maybe white space or white noise in your life. Is that something to, is that something you should implement, have? Is that okay to have? Is that not good to have? Uh, But those areas where life just, I got nothing. I'm going to plan to do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Um, I don't do this enough, um, but I think it's good to just have, you know, pockets of time where you're just like, there's nothing that you have planned and it's okay. And, but one of the things you should plan during that white noise time is maybe avoid the time wasters. So if you have a a schedule of, you know, an hour, Mm -hmm. two hours, make sure you're not having, you know, Netflix or your, your phone near you. So you're not doing those things. Maybe it's like, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to, I got a bike. I'm going to go on a, a bike ride, those kind of things. So just scheduling time where it's okay just to, to not fill it. But if, if you don't have a plan to that non-scheduled uh, yeah. time, you will fill it with, with time wasters. Yeah. 
<laughs> binging or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. and he, here I say, binging is not bad. Social media is not bad. Yeah. It's just we have to put guards in our life. That's why the whole um, the crazy thing is is you know Apple had to tell us about screen time. You know, oh, yeah. as silly as it is, it's convicted have, all of us. Yeah, <laughs> you get the little ping on Sunday morning at nine o'clock telling you how much screen time you do. Um, yep. So it's just, but disciplining ourselves, we can do it. No doubt. Yeah. So, so let me ask this. What are some healthy habits you have in play to help you navigate time? So I, uh, I schedule my week. And so obviously that, that changes with season. So summertime schedule is crazy. Yeah. Um, working with students as well as just family vacations and, you know, kids schedules. Um, but when the school year starts, just getting in a routine of knowing, you know, this is when the kids are going to school. This is when to, you know, spend time with God. Shannon and I, my wife, we try to schedule in a uh, a date night at least a minimum once a month. For but try to get together more than that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I have to schedule it out, and it sounds it sounds goofy, but um, coordinating calendars. And so <laughs> Shannon and I, we have a Google Calendar that we share, and just recently we've added our kids to that calendar because their their schedules like with different things they're getting involved in just so yeah, we know yeah. who's running where so make sure we have family time but like i said earlier it's like it's all it's the season so like this is where i'm at now but five years ago i was different my kids weren't running everywhere but now it's like this is this is where we're at mm-hmm. uh were you good at managing your time as a young adult I I consider I thought I was yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought I did a pretty good job at that yeah okay um sorry I just thought I'm no. like you know I should ask that <laughs> but I'm not I'm not an expert I mean I like I say right. it was I had to learn different things but I like even when I was in college I remember I would I made sure I had one day every week where I didn't do any school so because mm. otherwise when I was in college it was like you could do school every day of the week but I told myself yeah. if it was a Friday or Saturday evening. Um, I just go hang out with friends or do something fun. Otherwise, it's like it can the, the, the ball just continues to roll and go and go and go, and the machine would never stop. Hmm. And so I purposely disciplined myself to say, you know what? This day of the week, I'm just going to, it sounds weird, Sabbath from schoolwork. Yeah. Just yeah. To, not that I, you know, I, I try to do good at my studies. I was not an A student. I did not graduate all the law days. But I, <laughs> um, you know, I did my best and um, just yeah. to avoid that. Um, yeah. as well yeah uh so when it comes to making time for like self-care like sleep exercise time with god uh most people i think do that with the leftover time they have <laughs> which is like oh i don't have all that much leftover time mm-hmm. um is there something you'd recommend or things you do different uh, maybe the reason why behind that yeah i mean that's a true statement. It's the leftover time. But if you want to be proactive, uh, you gotta you gotta go at it with someone, and so you gotta find a friend. Mm. Um, and so, young adult world, like find find an accountability person that's going to help you in those disciplines. So if you want to get physically fit and dieting, don't do it alone. You can. I mean, and I'm not saying there's success stories out there. Props to you. I I'm a failure story without uh, somebody helping me in those areas. So. Like right now, I'm in a bad season of um, lack of exercise, lack of diet. But when Shannon, my wife, and I are doing that kind of stuff, we get up and say we're going to exercise together. Um, it happens because we hold each other accountable. Yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing. If you if we just say it, give it lip service, and we don't have a plan, we don't have accountability, somebody helping us out, 
for the most part, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I found. Yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking about within all this, um, where the, uh, the time spent with God, I feel like sometimes that can be, especially within Christian circles, hmm. kind of an, uh, an add on to a lot of conversations and, and almost like, a a very just kind of glanced over idea. Like you spend time with God. Yep. Cool. All right. Bye. You know, sort of a thing. And, um, I guess what does that, what does that look like? I mean, for you in terms of like carving out time to intentionally spend time with God, like, uh, like, how do you make time for that? I think that's something, especially I'm thinking for a lot of younger Christians who are just kind of like maybe uh, in terms of like, you know, first experiencing like, hey, I'm just starting to walk with Christ, but I'm also, I'm working three jobs and I'm going to school and I'm like, like, how do I make time to be with God? What does that look like? Yeah. I, and I think you gotta, you gotta work yourself, um, up to where you want to be. And so it's, it's like an exercise routine. You can't say, I'm going to, you know, lose a hundred pounds by next week. That's not going to happen. It's got to be a succession. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. (laughs) It would not be healthy, but, (laughs) but with the same thing with, you know, time with God, it's like, look at the time you do have, I can give five minutes today. Hmm. Okay. Well then do five minutes. Then next week, 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and then, but have a, have a plan for what you're going to do in that time. Yeah. Cause I remember, I think I, it was, I was got a challenge when I was 30, um, about reading through the Bible in a year because I'd done that, um, like maybe once or twice I had to do it in college. And then, um, I did it once in my twenties, but then somebody said, you should read through the Bible, um, every year just so you can, you know, learn about, you know, the scriptures. And so I, I made a decision. I'm going to read through the Bible every day or through the year every day. Um, and uh, every year I just pick a different translation. And when I first started, I'm like, oh man, this is hard. But then as you do it, it's just what you do as part of your day. It's like, I'm not going to miss a meal. I'm not going to miss spending time with God. I'm not going to date, wow. miss dating Shannon. You know, so it's just putting those routines. And so now looking back, when I when I'm teaching a story or talking about the Bible, all of a sudden, you know, by reading on a regular basis, certain stories start, you know, coming together because of just having that practice. But that didn't happen. Like I didn't start doing that till I was 30. And uh, even still, it's like getting to that point is it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the key. I'm glad you said that of like, it is a process. Yeah. And it is a very slow process at times where you, you got to yeah. just show yourself uh, the grace that maybe God gives you a little bit more than you can give to yourself at times. I was reading this past week in Ephesians uh, 1, and it just reminded me, I, I just feel like, man, there's so many things I want to do. There's so many <laughs> things that I haven't done, and I was just kind of disappointed in me for a little bit. Mm. And uh, Ephesians 1, 5, it says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. The fact that, like, hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe I'd forgotten, but, like, God wants me. The The fact that, like, even though I'm so messed up, so twisted, so disappointing to Ethan at times, like, God still wants me. God's gracious with me. He's pleased. Like, he desires a relationship with mm. me. Um, That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I just think that's so good to remind yourself, remind each other uh, of the grace God shows. Uh, let's let's talk about rest for a second. So we talked a little bit about self care, uh, maintaining that, 
But why is rest important? What's maybe the difference between rest and laziness and, and your perspective? <laughs> that, that's, that's good because sometimes when you rest, you think you're lazy. It goes back to the first question about busyness. Because if you asked me, Greg, what'd you do today? If I told you I sat in a hammock for two hours, you'd be like, and what else did you do? Mm-hmm. That's all I did. You'd be like, oh. But if I said, well, I mowed the lawn and then I cut down a tree and then, you know, I ran to the store and I, I saved two kids drowning, and you'd be like, wow, Greg, you're amazing. But I think it's it's okay to rest. I mean, yeah. it's it's biblical. Like we're told to like God created six days and seven. We're supposed to rest the Sabbath. And so, um, culturally it's, it's not there, but, um, God has wired all humanity to, to take a break and it's okay to, to do nothing. Um, and to just, uh, to just be, which is, it's hard to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are things to do? Um, because I think even I found this for myself. I on my Sabbaths, I I end up kind of transitioning into actually being lazy, and not being restful. What might be a threshold you might say like that? Like okay, at this point, it, it probably starts to look more like you're being lazy versus actually resting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just I I don't know if there's like a checklist. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just things that that refuel you. Like so, mm. whatever. If it, whatever um, allows you to get refueled, and so that's rest. And so for yeah. you, it might be like, well, if I do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. I'm restful. But to me, if you if you told me the things you do, I'd be like, oh man, I would that would stress me out. And if I told you the things that allow, relax me, you'd be like, that's that wouldn't work for me. But so you, I think every person when they start disciplining themselves in their area of rest is what mm-hmm. what refreshes them, what refuels them, and then it's like you refine it. Um, and, and go go on from there, right? So my my way of refreshing is the classic like sit on a beach, read a book, mm-hmm. and do really nothing. But Greg's way of relaxing, I found out. Uh, I've known for a little bit, but what's your way of relaxing, Greg? So I like to go to baseball games, and I get a score book, and I just sit in my seat, and I score baseball games, and I tune out the rest of the world, and yes. uh, sometimes grab a hot dog and a bottle of water, and I, I enjoy doing that. Wow. Yeah. I've seen it in action, and it stresses me out. Like That is one of the few pa- places I would ever find wow. rest or relaxation, but I Man. love it. Well, I always found it funny. There was the one time for young adults where you asked me, you wanted to give people like time to kind of spend time journaling what you like. Would you mind Garrett playing guitar for like 20 minutes? You're like, I don't know if that'll be, I'm like, dude, that's what I do on like to, for me to rest. I literally just sit down, I'll play it for like two hours and I'll just sit there and jam. I'm like, this is the best. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> and it's like to others that might be like, Oh, I hear you say that. I'm like, that's sounds like fun. Not quite restful, Greg. I'm right? like, I would be stressed while trying to score a whole game. Nope. Yep. Yeah. So, so let's talk this for a second, maybe two more questions or so. Um, but when you look back over maybe a week or you look ahead during a week and you're like, man, am I getting ready to spend this time wisely? Am I getting, uh, looking back, did I spend this time wisely? Like, what's the barometer you use to kind of measure uh, whether you spent time well? Yeah, and that's... That's, that's having the long view because like it's easy in the moment of going, you know, um, how to do with my time. But then if you look 
a year or a couple months ahead, you're like, oh, I spent it well because of the things that got accomplished or didn't get accomplished. And so for me, it's almost kind of like, what's the, you know, what are the little, little checkpoints that you can have? And so if I'm trying to accomplish a goal, maybe it's um, a house project or something in ministry, it's like, I want to make sure that this and this and this hat takes place. Um, and then looking back, did those, those goals get accomplished? Um, I think it's almost kind of like, what, what am I trying to accomplish? And so if it's a, it's a big deal, what are the, you know, the, the steps need to, to get there or it's just little steps, the, the, the long obedience in the same direction, like, uh, um, Eugene Peterson talks about in his book. And so it's just going, you know, what are the, the, the daily things I need to do, um, to continue to go to the direction that I need to go following Jesus. And then, everything else in life too. What are some, some goals? But I think it's the, the big things, just planning it out and you know, the little things, the disciplines mm-hmm. um, helps out for the barometer. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what's the foot family do for gifts uh, during Christmas? Um, Cause I think that's very long view. Oh. At least share your heart on what you yeah, do. Yeah. So Shannon and I, when we, uh, um, when we got married, we, we told ourselves we're not going to do gifts for each other on, you know, um, Christmas, uh, birthdays, Valentine's Day. Not We, we celebrate those, obviously. But when, instead of giving gifts to each other, we uh, we bank it up with experiences throughout the year. So Shannon and I might go do an overnight stay somewhere, go to a nice dinner. Um, same thing with the kids. Like we try to, you know, obviously it might be a gift that they want, but really what we try to do is experiences. And so we'll, um, we'll go to a, a concert or a ball game, um, just to enjoy time together as family, um, go out to, out to dinner, maybe on a special occasion or just randomly, Hey, we're going to go out to this place. Why? Just, well, because we saved up some money by not having a bunch of gifts given to each other. Yeah. So, cause you know, in 10 years you'll look back and go. Look at all the memories versus right. all the stuff that's broke or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, last question for you, Greg, and maybe uh, Garrett, if you have thoughts on this as well. But uh, Jesus, I've heard it said Jesus was busy, but he was never hurried. Mm. Uh, as followers of Jesus, uh, how's that play out for us? What should we keep in mind when it comes to that? When it comes to our time. I mean, I think it just goes back to kind of what we've been talking about the whole time is, you know, like staying, staying focused on the kingdom agenda yeah. and not getting sidetracked by, you know, things that don't matter. Um, and they're, they're there. I mean, we get distracted so much that the, the things of this world, the, you know, the glitz and glam, but the stuff that, that lasts over time is, is not the shiny stuff because that'll eventually fade, but it's, you know, a relationship with Jesus. So what, what can we do to, you know, build that bank because that's an eternal relationship, um, and so I think that's that's the main thing. You know, staying staying busy um, on on those things is what we should be doing for sure. Yeah, I th- I think with that, like as you're talking, I was thinking about how like you know you think about uh, you mentioned he's kind of kingdom minded. And, and with that, I think sometimes people can be so busy, fill their, their time up with so many things, but not know where they're going. Hmm. And it's hmm. like, I think about Jesus, he filled his time up with a lot of stuff. He was going from place to place doing stuff. Like he was, 
you know, by all accounts, busy, but he wasn't hurried along because he knew where he was going. Yep. I feel like sometimes you can be hurried if you're like, well, I get there and I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I know that I have some stuff I need to get done and this and that. And it's like, you can feel kind of hurried because you're like, oh, I didn't um, bank time away for this thing because that just kind of popped up. But it's like, oh, if I knew where I was going, I knew that that would be a part of it. I knew I'd have to get along to that. So I think about that, like, yeah, like Christ would say, like, you know, the whole gospel of Matthew is like, he is like, preaching about like hey be ready for like the kingdom of god is at hand so like there's that part of it where it's like well if i truly live with that mindset it's like if i know where i'm going if i know what i'm here for and what i'm attempting to do i feel like i have no reason to be hurried i mean there's work to be done i'm gonna be busy but i won't be hurried along yeah 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 it feels like uh jesus had a totally different outlook on time than like sometimes you can have a conversation like this and like give you the three steps on the silver bullet on how to figure out, yeah. man, how do I be the most effective and efficient with my time? Mm-hmm. And Jesus, at the end of the day, he saw the value of time, but it was also like people matter. Like yeah. distractions were invited as opportunities rather than uh, annoyances or whatever the case. But right. that's so good. Any Any closing thoughts you guys might have? I mean, I, I think, you know, um, Pastor Dan Gregory here at Grace, he says, um, failing to plan is planning to fail. And that's just, if you, you think that mindset of mm-hmm. everything we do is, uh, it, it's it's so true. And giving margin in our lives to, to see people, because yeah. if we get task oriented, all of a sudden it's like, we don't, all, we can't give margin to help people out. So what you said there is just seeing people like Jesus did, he was hurried around. And so... I just think, you know, balancing the time, especially in this different seasons that we're in, is a, is a big big deal in all we do. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's all great stuff. Appreciate you coming, Greg, sharing a bit of wisdom. Uh, you definitely have a lot more wisdom and experience in this area than Ethan and I do. We're still figuring <laughs> this crap out, but we're getting it together, and I know those listening will really appreciate um because I think the young adult season, you might, you know, we kind of spoke to it a little bit. Like it's kind of like a weird transitionary period of figuring out, uh, as the kids say, adulting. Hey, hey, yep. It's a great place to be, and so, and I, I learned a ton. I mean, I and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. far from having it all figured out, but <laughs> a couple things I've learned along the way. Right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming, speaking. We look forward to our next conversation. We'll be having it out here shortly. Um, but thank you for for joining us, y'all. See you on the next one.